because your expectations are set more realistic and you start to see more of reality rather than the distortion that our ego wants to see when we realize some of the people that we care about the most are very different from us and what they're able to give. How can they start to recognize and kind of go through the grieving process of like, this person can't be the person that I need them to be. I have this image in my mind of the person that I need them to be, but they actually aren't that. How do people start to see the gap between that? Most of us are looking for hope, answers to the madness, certainty that we'll be okay, and someone safe to help guide us through the most challenging parts of our lives. In a world that's changing and evolving every single day where chaos, uncertainty, and cycles we never chose wreak havoc on our lives, it's easy to feel lost, hopeless, and scared of what the future will hold. Evolve Ventures is here to provide that hope, direction, and data-driven strategies to growth-minded human beings just like you every Monday and Thursdays where each new episode is filled with vulnerable stories, interesting lessons, and simple tools you can use that will help you evolve into the person you were always meant to be. My name is Emilia. And I'm Bianca. And as the co-founders of Evolve Ventures, we are so grateful to be a part of your evolution. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody. It's Bianca. And this is Emilia. Welcome to another episode of Evolve Ventures, where we are helping growth-minded humans evolve by breaking one limiting belief at a time. We hope you enjoyed the last episode, Motivation Monday number 211, three tips for feeling confident in your body this summer. Summertime is hard for a lot of people and summer can bring up a lot and a lot of like body shaming. So if you find yourself experiencing that, that's a really good episode to dive into. For today, 212, the wrong people to ask for validation. So we did an episode number 210. Are you needy or have you just been neglected? And at the end of that episode, we really started diving into this concept of when you ask emotionally inept or emotionally unintelligent people for guidance or for feedback or for help, you're not going to get what it is that you need because they can't give it. Mm-hmm. And I felt really pulled to actually have an entire episode be around that. So what we're going to talk about in this 10-minute quick episode is how do you know if someone does have the emotional intelligence to give you the support and the love and the validation that you need. Mm. Number two, how do you recognize those people that don't? And number three, how do you find the people that do and will? So these concepts are all tied together. So we might not go, here's number one, here's number two, here's number three. They're all really tied together. But at the end of this episode, that is what you're going to take away from this. So mm-hmm. M. This is your genius zone. So I'm going to let you I'm going to let you start. Definitely. So I think if you haven't listened to that episode, I really do encourage everyone to pause and go back to that episode, because what we really dove into was this concept of emotionally underdeveloped individuals. And I would say as coaching people from all over the world, we are as a society incredibly emotionally underdeveloped. And what do I mean by that? 
we struggle to articulate how we're feeling to the 100% exactness, meaning we struggle to find the right words. We struggle to, to really express where we're at. And in a way that the other person who we're expressing to can understand and has a level of comfort and certainty on how they can support you in that emotional state. And so like who's ever been in that experience where you're going through a challenging time and you're trying to like navigate it, number one, number two, you're trying to express it. And then there's someone on the other end that doesn't know how to understand or see you for what you're going through. It is really challenging. And the reason underneath that I had said this in a coaching call recently is because when we grow up, oftentimes the emotion wheel is not right under the ABCs. Right. And that's the biggest thing. The ABCs for a lot of people in a lot of school teaching settings, ABCs is what we learn first, not the emotion wheel and how we articulate our emotional experience as human beings. And so when it comes to this whole human experience, emotions are such a critical perspective and a huge part of that. And if we're not taught the emotional ABCs of our own experiences, how can we expect that the person on the other side can speak the same language? We can't, but yet we do. You're cheesing over there. What's going on? <laughs> go, go. Around. Like oh, okay. All right. So in that capacity, we struggle to communicate our emotional ABCs, essentially. And then we end up having friends, we have colleagues, we have family that we're trying to express our emotional experience to, or we're trying to get validation. We're trying to be seen, heard, appreciated, valued for whatever it is our experiences that we're working, growing, and going through. But yet we struggle to actually feel seen. We struggle to actually feel heard, and we struggle to actually feel valued by those people. And that's the first component of this. Why is that? Oftentimes, and we mentioned this in the last episode, in the 210 episode, is that someone's going to have a really hard time when you're going through an emotional experience to meet you there emotionally if their own personal emotional development is a lot lower. If they struggle with their own emotions, when you have an emotional upset or there's turmoil in your experience, they're going to say something along the lines of you're being too emotional. Mm. And that's kind of connecting to the number two concept where that's how you can identify the person that you're actually seeking that validation for or seeking to be seen, heard, valued, understood. They're not actually capable of meeting you where you're at. It's like... You asking, being a, a huge athlete, someone that hikes all the time, you know exactly what you know boots to wear, you know the trail up to the top of the mountain. It's like you've done this all the time. And then asking someone that's never hiked before, like you expecting them to like be at the same pace and meet you at the same level of challenge as you have been doing the whole time. We oftentimes expect that, but yet we don't realize we're expecting that the person we're engaging with, be it our family, friends, coworkers, intimate partners, they might have never hiked before. Well, Em, I think that's the challenging thing because for a lot of people, and I know for a lot of our listeners, the people that they're wanting this love and this acceptance and this validation from are the people closest to them. It's their parents. That's what it was mm -hmm. for me. It's their family. It's their siblings. It's, you know, 
coworkers and whatever, because of how, and friends. So because of how close we are to these people, we struggle seeing that they're not go, they're not at the emotional intelligence capacity that I need them to be at to give me this love, Mm -hmm. to give me this validation. But because we're so close to them, it's like we just want it so badly that we just keep asking for it anyways. So like me, even, even to this day, I still want validation from my mom. Mm-hmm. Like when I have something happen, there's this thought and this feeling that comes up that it's like, I really wish that like I could go to my mom and have yeah. her love me and have her comfort me or celebrate me or give me the love and the just that ke- like connection that I need. But I've been doing this work for a really long time that I know I'm never going to get that. Mm-hmm. But for the people that are listening to this, that there's still that difficulty in realizing and recognizing you can't get it from them. And you're hurting yourself by consistently trying. Mm. How can our listeners actually start to get that awareness? Mm. How can they start to recognize and kind of go through the grieving process of like, this person can't be the person that I need them to be. I have this image in my mind of the person that I need them to be, but they actually aren't that. How do people start to see the gap between that? It's a great question and one that I've gone through so often with clients, especially in the last six months. I felt like this has been something that has been so needed in the world. And finally, like we're getting to that completely component where we're recognizing that this is a big issue in the world and in my personal experience, you know, um, to recognize the gap, the gap really, I think number one component to that is understanding that we often project the way in which we see our world and our experience onto others, be it our moms, be it our dads, be it our siblings, be it our intimate partners. We inherently think and, you know, this, this is normal. So I don't want anyone to feel wrong about this, but the ego projects onto others because we want to see in others what we deeply want to be seen in ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so by doing that, what that looks like is when you go to a friend and you communicate or you go to your mom and you want that validation of what you've been through, you often struggle to see that she's a complete individual person too. Her own experience with her emotions are very different from yours, but yet we oftentimes forget that when it comes to going to try to meet our needs. And and the reason underneath that is because when we start to see ourselves different than other people, the brain is really wired to not do that because evolutionarily speaking, when we saw, you know, a different tribe or we saw people different than we did, inherently that evoked a threat response and so our brain is already for wired for us in many regards and the belief the behaviors the social conditioning typically enforces this when we go engage with someone else we want to see them just like we see ourselves and so this is all happening in the unconscious realm and so when you go and do that what i find one of the best ways to start to navigate that is even going before those interactions, step two is level setting your expectations, which comes with the acceptance that we are different. 
We've had a different set of experiences. We have a different emotional threshold. We have a different emotional development set point. And therefore, in that difference, you can actually start to see accurately what type of validation can you actually realistically receive? Hey, everybody. My name is Isaac, and I have been a part of Evolve for a little over a year now. My experience with Evolve has been nothing short of phenomenal. The community, the Evolve Ventures Society, is just a group of people who are all like-minded and growth-oriented and you can ask questions and um, get support from anyone and you can share and be open and that's what I really love about it. Emilia and Bianca have been nothing short of phenomenal honestly uh the amount they care about their team members and their mental well-being and their mental health and improving everyone's self-awareness um, i could not have asked for a better place to be at right now in this point in my life and yeah keep evolving everybody let's say for example you go through that you know step one two three one i recognize that i might be projecting onto my mom that I I will be seen. I want to be seen, you know, be there for that connection. Number two, if I recognize that I'm projecting that as I go into that interaction, number two, I, I can realize, okay, mom's very different than I am. Mom might not have the level of emotional development, emotional set point, and emotional capacity to give me what I need because of her own experiences. People can't give what they don't have. And in accepting the differences there, that comes with its own grieving process, like you had mentioned. But then number three, what that does be is that when you're into in that interaction itself, you can actually have an appreciation for what is given, if anything, because your expectations are set more realistic and you start to see more of reality rather than the distortion that our ego wants to see when we realize some of the people that we care about the most are very different from us and what they're able to give. So how do you actually start recognizing who the wrong people are? Look at their behavior. How do they go through challenges when they are experiencing them? Are you trying to get empathy and love and compassion and validation from someone who when they're struggling they blow up or they numb or they dissociate or they you know don't acknowledge what they're experiencing if they can't do it for themselves they can't do it for you because anything you experience is going to trigger them mm. facts so let's dive into this third part number 3 how do you know who the right people are to get this love from, to get this validation from. I would just reiterate the opposite of what I just said. Mm. Watch their actions. Mm. So if I'm looking for someone, if I'm having a really hard day and I'm like, I need someone to process this with, who can I call? Who can I talk to? Mm -hmm. The first person I think of, honestly, is Amelia. Because yeah. I'm like, I know her behavior. I know what she does. I know when she's struggling how she acts. I know how she's responded to me in the past, that evidence component that M was talking about. Yeah. I'm like, I know that she is going to be able to be there for me in the way that I need. Mm -hmm. So I'm more likely to go to her. And 
I know vice versa. When she's going through a hard time, she'll go to Alan or she'll come to me because Mm -hmm. she's starting to see the way that I now, and granted, I was not good at this before, you guys. Like, I'm learning this and I'm getting better at it. Mm -hmm. But she's starting to see that now I'm someone who's capable of regulating myself and learning how to manage my emotions and work through them in a really healthy way so that she knows if she needs something, she can come to me. Mm, that's beautifully said. And B, I have um, my thumb up, meaning M, don't forget this. So there's a cognitive distortion that oftentimes, this is something that I'll talk about with clients all the time, when it comes to recognizing this third component, understanding who can we go to when we do have these needs. It starts by recognizing this cognitive distortion. There's a cognitive distortion. We've talked about this in group coaching, which is disqualifying the positive. So this mm-hmm. is like, for example, if you you know do a great job at work or you have a great call or you do something great, there's a part of you that like disqualifies that win that you had, right? We're all very familiar with that. However, this is the cognitive distortion that I don't know is in the clinical terms or in the books or whatever, but this is something that I see more often than not what we refer to as the compassionate bone. This is disqualifying the negatives, meaning that when people are not acting in accordance with what they say they'll do, i.e., this happened to me growing up all the time, whereas like my siblings would say, you know, I got your back, I support you, all these things, they'll say things, but their actions are very different. I just want to see what they're saying rather than their behaviors, which is they were never emotionally there for me. They didn't know how to be. They weren't capable of being there. And same thing with different intimate past partners and different friends. And, you know, I find this happens a lot with our our parents, too. We think that they'll always be there for us, which is okay to think. However, emotionally, they they can't meet us sometimes in the emotional capacity that we need. And as a result of that, we just disqualify the negative because we still want to see them in this bright light. And to Mm. answer your question, how do we actually figure out who are those right people for us in those capacities? It is really recognizing the behaviors. I'm really glad that you mentioned that because sometimes we just want to disqualify the negative things that we see, i.e. when someone's not able to meet our needs. So like, for example, you emotionally going to your mom and asking for that connection point, you look at the history of behaviors and you're not disqualifying the negatives anymore. That's allowing you to see accurately for the first time. And I know the compassionate side of so many of our listeners don't want to do this because then seeing the reality can bring emotional pain. But when you can actually start to do that, you can get your needs met. And this is the real, like this is the real essence of this episode is we all need love. We Mm -hmm. all need validation and to be seen and valued. And you can't get that from people who aren't giving it to themselves. When you try to get that from them, Mm -hmm. it leads to nothing but pain and challenge and heartache. So if you can focus your attention on who are the people that I know actually can give this to me so that my self-worth and my self-belief can start to increase because I'm getting this evidence that I'm deserving of it. Beautifully said. Exactly. Here's the thing. That is it. We often continuously go to these people all the time thinking, again, going through that three-step process that I said, our ego projecting that they can give us what we need, realizing they don't, 
but yet disqualify the negative of the fact that they aren't, we keep going back to them again and again and again. And then it's like we start to realize to one of our other episodes is like how you assert boundaries, like 207. Why can't we assert a boundary? Why do we struggle so much to have any degree of self-worth? Why do I struggle advocating for myself for a promotion? Why do I struggle to really show up and go date again after being hurt? Well, it's because you continuously go and throw your head against what feels like a wall, the people that aren't able to give you what you need. And then you internalize that as you're the problem. That's the huge issue. Then your self-worth plummets and your self-belief starts to plummet. And then you start to think at an identity level, I'm a needy person. I'm not enough. I'm unlovable, right? It's a vicious cycle. So that's what's really beautiful because when you can understand kind of some of these things that we're working through and and, and trusting in this process of this, yes, it's hard. Yes, it's tough a little bit, but you know, choose your heart when it comes to really looking at the people that can give you that so that then you're not going and throwing yourself up against what feels like a wall. Instead, you're going and throwing yourself up against what seems like being embraced with a hug. I know if I were to come with you with something hard be emotionally, you'd be able to just hold and hug me, you know, like emotionally, energetically, physically, spiritually, whatever. I know that. So I'm not going to someone like, for example, my brother who doesn't know how to emotionally handle those difficult emotional experiences. And that's okay. I'm not making him wrong for that. However, I'm holding myself to a certain degree that I know better. It's not fair to me if I'm throwing myself into the emotional ring with him and and telling myself a story that I can get what I need there. That's not true. You know, so I find this to be extremely empowering when you can kind of wrap your head around some of these concepts and have someone safe to to work through it. And that's where a coach comes in handy. If you struggle with this, you know, please reach 100%. out to Bianca I because this is many people struggle with this and it's a process and it looks so different for everyone. 100%. What is your episode suggestion? My episode suggestion is 126. Who do you feel you need to be? You? Mm. 203 how to create your own chosen family oh i love that was a goodie Mm -hmm. um if this episode resonated with you or if any of the episodes that we've been putting out lately have been resonating with you we would adore and appreciate it if you left us a five-star review with every review that we get we get to expand and reach new people and There's so many people just like you listening to this who probably need this message. So leave us a review. We would appreciate it so much. And we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. everybody. We know firsthand how important it is to have a safe space with people who support and celebrate your evolution. That's why we created our free live virtual event called Out of the Mud that we host the last Wednesday of every single month, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so that while you venture into new territories of your growth, you can get in a room with others who are too. Extraordinary topics with evolved people. That's what this event is all about. What's great too is that you don't even need to have your camera or mic on. You can just listen in. Click the link in the show notes to register for the next topic to kickstart your growth. 
be on the lookout for our IG lives that we host every Friday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is a place where you can connect with us live and in a fun, lighthearted way. We are also in the process of rolling out group coaching and online courses, and these are sure to help you evolve into a greater version of yourself. If this episode resonated with you or you heard something you know will help you evolve, please share it with someone you love and care about, team members across the world, or someone who you believe deeply could benefit from joining this discussion. This content is intended for information purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional counseling or psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Names and identifiable personal details mentioned in respective podcast episodes and stories may have been changed to protect personal privacy and identity.